Coming up on episode 21 of the Keto Camp podcast, we have the co-founder of Paleo Valley, Autumn Smith. Everyone thinks, okay, depression is a serotonin deficiency, but this was actually something that the pharmaceutical company kind of taught us (laughs) rather than the full truth when it comes to mental health issues. And the truth is, like we said, for some people antidepressants work, we don't actually know exactly how as well as we should. We know they change the architecture of the brain within days of taking them. We know that there are several people who have committed shootings and acts of homicide that are taking these drugs. And I just think we don't, I can't say that for sure this is the cause, but it's, it's something I think we need to look a lot harder at. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. What's up, Keto Campers? Welcome back to the Keto Camp Podcast, or for the first time, hello, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. This is gonna be a fun episode for you to listen to with an amazing woman, Autumn Smith, who is the founder of Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley makes awesome products that are very keto-friendly and delicious, by the way. So we talk about, in this episode, the differences between grass-fed beef versus corn-fed, grain-fed, and how it has a completely different fatty acid profile, and why it's important to choose quality animal products and not contribute our dollars and our health to toxic animals that have been tortured and mistreated. Autumn also breaks down how to feed your kids a healthy keto diet, a healthy paleo diet, how to use these supplements to teach your kids or to feed them with healthy food instead of the junk food that is so commonly given to kids these days. We talk about mental health. Autumn shares her powerful story of what she had to go through, her pain to purpose story. That's a very powerful story that I know it's gonna really resonate with so many people. We talk about how to look at the labels of supplements to determine whether or not they are the real deal or giving you fake stuff. There's some, some surprising ingredients that you're gonna come across on this episode and I want you to go ahead and look at the supplements that you've been buying and make sure it doesn't have those toxic ingredients and you look for the good ones that that Autumn talks about. Paleo Valley is great. I've been using their products for a few months. They're delicious. They have beef sticks, they have vitamin C complex, they have organ meat supplements. I love their stuff and I partnered with them to get you guys a coupon code. Keto campers get a coupon code. You get 10% off by going to paleovalley.com ordering anything you see on there that you want to get and at the checkout enter keto camp 10 to get 10% off of your orders ongoing so that's keto camp 10 to get 10% over at paleovalley.com and you're going to learn more about why they are so diligent 
and, and so impressive, by the way. I'm very impressed with Paleo Valley. They do not cut corners. They focus on health first, and you're gonna fall in love with this company. You're gonna fall in love with Autumn. So without further ado, here is Autumn Smith. Oh, and I always do this, I always forget. <laughs> If the Keto Camp Podcast has been beneficial to you, if you've gotten value, please leave the show a rating and a review on iTunes. It makes a big difference. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in it on your Instagram stories or your Instagram profile. Tag at the Benazadi. That's T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. And I will share that with my followers and you'll get some people following you back. So share this podcast, share it with some friends, and let's get into this episode that is now sponsored. This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. You can go to www.paleovalley.com, enter KetoCamp10 for 10% off. I already told you that. Here's Autumn Smith. Let's have some fun. Autumn Smith began her academic career with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a minor in dance from the University of Montana. Upon graduation, Autumn danced professionally while becoming a certified yoga instructor, hoping to combine her love of dance with her passion for health. Autumn became a celebrity fitness trainer with Tracy Anderson, most notably completing a world tour with Jennifer Lopez. While working as a fitness trainer, Autumn could see that exercise alone was not enough for many of her clients to achieve the radiant health they worked on so hard to achieve. Meanwhile, irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, and anxiety continued to plague her personal health starting in adolescence. These frustrations further ignited her passion and interest in the study of holistic nutrition. Through self-guided research, she and her husband, Chaz, healed her IBS with the paleo diet. She then studied with the Institute of Psychology of Eating to become a certified eating psychology coach in Hawthorne University, where she obtained a master's in holistic nutrition. In 2013, she founded Paleo Valley with her husband and brother-in-law. Paleo Valley's mission is to disseminate excellent nutritional information and organic products with 100 million people worldwide. Autumn's commitment to health reached new heights last year following the birth of her son, Maverick. Also, Autumn became a certified FDN practitioner as of 2018. Autumn Smith, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled that you're here with us as well. And I'm excited for my audience to hear your amazing story of pain to purpose. And I would love for you to share about that, of what you went through, your struggles as a teenager, and how you developed a passion and a purpose with the things you're doing now. So let's go back to your teenage years, if you will, and share with the audience how that was for you. Wow. Yeah. During my teenage years, things kind of just fell off the rails. I mean, I had digestive issues that were starting when I was maybe 10 and my parents spared no expense. We tried to figure it out. Doctors after doctor, psychologists, all of it. No one could really give me any answer other than let's take some Beano because you have IBS. Yeah. So I just learned to kind of manage. And we now know there's this profound gut and brain connection, which we didn't understand until at that time. So as I just continued to manage and not address this, my mental health started to deteriorate. Anxiety, depression, eating disorder, you name it, substance abuse. I just had this ever-present anxiety that I had to manage with substances, with smoking, with alcohol. It got so bad that I actually got kicked out of my parents' house before I even graduated high school. So I've definitely been at the bottom. Fortunately, I still was able to kind of pull it together, get to college. I moved to LA, pursued a dance career, uh, ended up working for Tracy Anderson, who's a 
a celebrity fitness trainer. And, but it wasn't until I met my husband really that he kind of was noticing I'm, I was still suffering a lot. You know, I was there, I was putting one foot in front of the other, but I wasn't thriving. I was managing. And so when we finally moved in together, he's like, why do you look pregnant after meals, even though you're this awesome fitness trainer? And he didn't think it was good enough. I told him, no doctor can fix this. We've tried. And we did try one last doctor and they did, they said the same thing. So he took it upon himself to dig into the research and we found the paleo diet way back in like 2008. Nobody was really doing it at the time, but he thought it's, it's well worth the effort. We tried it. And miraculously within 30 days, my digestive symptoms completely went away. I didn't wake up in pain in the middle of the night. I didn't have bloating. I wasn't prevented from going out to social events because I had this predictability. My stomach was going to feel good. And I think for a lot of people who aren't feeling well, that's not there. And then through a few other tweaks, uh, my mental health improved, skin health improved. And so I was working this dream job with Tracy Anderson, but I realized you know, I had been working out several hours a day, was very fit, but I wasn't well. And so I decided my new purpose would be to facilitate that wellness that literally changed my life for everyone else who might be suffering like I was. So went back to school. We founded my company, Paleo Valley, so that we can not only educate people around this, but like make it practical. I think I'm fortunate. I don't love to spend a lot of time in the kitchen, <laughs> but I like to have the products and the snacks that I need to make this lifestyle realistic and to help keep me on track. So that's basically how I turned all my pain into my purpose. And I'm so glad I did. I couldn't be more passionate about anything. Yeah, I'm glad you did too, because I, I love Paleo Valley. I love your products and they, they're delicious. And we'll, we'll get more into that and what you're doing different than what a lot of manufacturers are doing. But I want to go back. I want to go back to the story. I mean, you were consuming things, drugs. You got kicked out of your house. How was that, that like? Like, How did that conversation go? I mean, for your parents to kick you out, you must have been doing a lot of crazy things. I mean, you don't have to get into that. But how did that feel for your parents to say, you know, we don't want you here anymore? It was devastating. And I'm so grateful that my mother is a woman of her word. And it was like something I needed because if she hadn't followed through with that, I don't think um, I would have developed or taken the responsibility I had to today. So I had a lot of you know, impulse control problems, which a lot of people do with mental health when they're not nourished, when they on this blood sugar roller coaster. And so I would, I'd stay out late. She'd tell me, if you don't come home, you're gonna go. And I did. And I took that as a challenge and I didn't come home. And she met me at the door one day and said, that was the last time. And so, yeah, I got kicked out and it was devastating for them. They still supported me from afar, but it was also a real kick in the pants for me. I realized I had to do a lot of things different, kind of pull myself up and get myself through high school and still make sure that I went to college. And so it, it was just one step in a process of many steps to get where I am today. But I'm actually grateful for it. Because uh, my mom was dedicated and she cared enough about me to let me kind of learn on my own. But it was painful. Yeah, yeah. I acknowledge your mom as well. I mean, that t takes a lot of guts. And you, she, she loves you, of course. And just to stand her ground, that takes a lot of guts. And she's amazing. She's amazing. I don't even know her. And I think she's amazing. So tell her I said that. <laughs> I sure will. She's definitely amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were looking, you were going from doctor to doctor, trying to figure out why you were having this gut dysfunction. And you touched upon this blood sugar roller coaster. I want to get into that as well. But, and then 30 days on the paleo diet and it was gone. And it just opened up a whole new world because you saw the power of nutrition. 
So somebody listening to this right now who is not eating healthy, they're not doing a keto or a paleo, and they're getting a lot of these these, uh, symptoms, what were the symptoms you were experiencing? Basically, what would happen is I would get bloated after meals so bad that I literally looked pregnant. And of course, um, just like felt gassy. Sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night with just like cramps so bad that I couldn't sleep. I would cry. I actually had my parents take me to the emergency one time because I thought I was in labor. The pain was so bad that I thought, I have to be pregnant or something like this can't just be normal. So basically it was just a lot of pain, a lot of bloating, a lot of skin issues as a result of that, because again, there's a skin gut connection too, and just mental health that was all over the place. I was up, I was down. Um, and just, there was no predictability, uh, to the way I was going to feel. It was such a hard place to be. So you ended up going paleo, uh, before it was a fad before it was not even, it's not even a fad before it was, popular in Dr. Google and you regulated your blood sugar and and a lot of people don't regulate their blood sugar. They're sugar burners. They have these fluctuations in their energy levels. How does that affect somebody's mood? If they're constantly having a spike in glucose and a spike down, what does that do to somebody's mood? It's amazing, right? Because it's so simple. And you know, because you're a keto guy, I do a lot of keto as well, because, you know, obviously, it's the ultimate in stabilizing your blood sugar. But if you're not, here's what happens. You go up, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm hangry, I'm irritable, I have to eat, I'm gonna eat carbohydrates, your blood sugar goes up for a few hours. And then if it goes up high enough, your body kind of sees that as an emergency, sends out that insulin, it pulls the blood sugar down rapidly. And then you start to feel depressed, kind of sad, maybe anxious. It manifests in a number of ways for different people, but it feels like mental health issues. And they found for people with bipolar, people with schizophrenia, people with generalized anxiety disorder, that when you can stabilize the blood sugar and prevent those spikes and dips, uh, your symptoms are much, I'm not going to say you won't have them because there's a spectrum, but uh, they're definitely, it's like night and day for me, definitely. And the, the cool thing about it is you need to test. I always tell the people, if you're doing keto, obviously your blood sugar is under control. But if you are, you need to test everyone's kind of fingerprint, blood sugar wise is unique. They've done a study. Some people can eat bananas and some people can eat cookies. Some people have better response to cookies. So it's important to test because you can't, get all the information you need from like the glycemic index and the glycemic load. They're awesome. They're a great starting place, but um, they're definitely not the final word. I found I can tolerate bananas better than berries. And that's very counterintuitive to what you hear. So yes, stabilizing your blood sugar. We know 50% of people today are insulin resistant, meaning they've had too many of these dips. That's highly correlated with a number of mental health issues. So yeah, it, it's like my number one step. If you haven't focused on it, it's where I would definitely begin. That's a great tip and a great point. The fact that there is no cookie cutter approach. You got to kind of test to see what it's doing to your body. And the simple test is just to test your blood sugar. Test it an hour after you eat two hours after you eat and you could say, okay, this did that. And then this didn't do, it didn't spike as much. I'm going to stick with the one that didn't spike my blood sugar as much. And that could be a banana or a berry. Whole wheat products, by the way, spike blood sugar in most people more than a a can of Coke or something like that. So it's really testing to really understand what it's doing in the body. Mental health disorders are, are just, it's devastating and it's everywhere. And, And personally, I was somebody who was depressed uh, back in the day and, and also suicidal thoughts back in the day. Coincidentally, or not coincidentally, I also had 
my worst diet. I was drinking soda, I was eating the wrong foods, and I was in a really dark place. When I changed that and I went through my transformation, so did my mental issues as well. So I saw that for my life. And we know that there is people out there that are hurting, they're depressed, and there's a lot of school shootings. And it's just, it's devastating to see this. And the conventional approach is to, to drug people, to put them on medications. And there is a time and place for that. But it's not common for the approach to be nutrition. It's not common for the approach to be what you just said. Let's see what you're eating that's spiking your blood sugar. So can you touch upon what you're seeing in the world with this epidemic of mental disorders and how we're, in general, treating it the wrong way? Oh, yeah. This this gets me really passionate because, like you said, I have people I know I work with who do benefit from antidepressants, family members even. But seeing as that's like the baseline therapy, problem is anti-anxiety drugs increase the risk of future addiction in kids. They're very addictive, benzodiazepines specifically, in as little as like four days. And so that alone, they also, you know, they have uh, long-term consequences. And then we have antidepressants. Everyone thinks, okay, depression is a serotonin deficiency, but this was actually something that the pharmaceutical company kind of taught us <laughs> rather than the full truth when it comes to mental health issues. And the truth is, like we said, for some people, antidepressants work. We don't actually know exactly how as well as we should. We know they change the architecture of the brain within days of taking them. We know that there are several people who have committed shootings and acts of homicide that are taking these drugs. And I just think we don't, I can't say that for sure this is the cause, but it's, it's something I think we need to look a lot harder at before we jump to that especially when there's three things I always tell people I wanted them to do as a baseline and I'm never going to say this is all you'll ever have to do but it's a great starting place more and more research is coming out around this that dietary change is actually an intervention meaning there's not like this association anymore we know changing the diet decreases even major depression so these are really big ideas and there's been like research around the most nutrient-dense foods and protective foods for mental health and i'll get that to that in a second but my three steps always stabilizing your blood sugar like we just talked about my second one is knowing that nutrient deficiency sometimes that can be all that you need to address. There's the story of this lifelong vegetarian and she all of a sudden started to feel less and less well. She started to hallucinate. She started to become psychotic and she then eventually became catatonic, which means she was there, but not really there. And um, they couldn't do anything. Electroconvulsive therapy, nothing seemed to move the needle until she was fortunately transferred to a different hospital, given a B12 injection. And within a few days, weeks, she had a full recovery. So stabilize that blood sugar. Make sure that all of these nutrients that are really critical for your brain, omega-3s, B12, B9, iron, there's a list of them. Columbia University just actually rated nutrients based on their ability to improve mental health. So definitely check that out. So those are the first two steps I like everyone to take. Of course, we need to look at other factors. Thyroid is a big one. Inflammation, understanding that most 
mental health issues today are rooted in the immune system, are rooted in inflammation rather than that serotonin deficiency like we think. So if you're eating gluten and if you're eating dairy and if you're eating, you know, soy and processed foods or simply foods your body reacts to, mine reacts to garlic. It's a super healthy food. It sets my immune system off. And so uh, I just want people to not to lose hope because there's baseline foundational things that you can do in the comfort of your own home, just stabilizing your blood sugar, making sure your nutrient or bases are covered. I like to use Chronometer for that. It's this awesome app that has a micronutrient database. And so you enter in all the food you eat just for three days, every morsel of food. And it's going to show you where your micronutrient gaps are. So I really, really like that. And then, of course, inflammation. If you haven't yet started a paleo diet, cut out gluten, grains, dairy, soy, processed foods. And it's another thing I see in the keto community that you can be keto but still eat inflammatory foods. And so I want to point that out because dairy, for a lot of people in keto, it's a big thing. People are eating a lot of it and not necessarily high quality versions, but I just like people to know it's a problem for a lot of people, especially when it comes to mental health. So definitely making sure that you're not eating inflammatory foods and that um, you're identifying your own foods and sensitivities and gut issues if you have them. So that's where I wish everyone would start. I hope that becomes policy one day that we can all just start there and then prescribe medications for those that that doesn't work for. Hopefully, I see that in the future. I hope that's the future. Yeah, I love that future. I, I hope that that's the future as well. Those are great tips right there. Everything she's sharing right now, I'm going to have detailed notes for you. So if you miss something, go to the notes and see. We're going to have all the things she mentioned, the link, the chronometer, everything she mentioned there. That was very awesome information, by the way. So thank you for sharing that. Those are three very practical tips anybody could take right now that will upgrade their health. Because if you bring down inflammation, you fill in your micronutrient gaps, you stay away from inflammatory foods, you're going to heal the gut. The gut has a brain connection. Your brain's going to help you think better thoughts. You're going to have a better outlook on life. You're going to have better energy levels. It's all it's a holistic approach we're talking about here. And it's, it's just as simple as doing one, two, three. Okay. Which foods, you touched upon a couple, like dairy for some people, it triggers them, gluten. I would love for you to list the top foods that you've seen trigger anxiety and depression in people, and then the top foods that help with anxiety and depression in people. Oh, I love this question. Okay, so obviously sugar, I mean, refined sugar, hopefully your audience isn't eating refined sugar, but I know, and for people who are eating it, if I eat it, I'll feel depressed a day or two later. It's just like, that's a given. Gluten, it's crazy. They noticed back in the 1950s, there's this association with gluten and schizophrenia, right? There's this correlation. It seems people who have celiac disease also have schizophrenia. And I heard a story, Dr. Kelly Brogan, about a woman who just, she was basically, her family had ordered a restraining order against her. She was psychotic, making threats. She removed gluten and she was fine. And we also know removing gluten helps people who aren't responding to anti-anxiety meds. So I know people might give you slack on it, but even if you're not celiac, gluten sensitivity can be only a neurological symptom, meaning you can eat gluten, you don't get a, a bloated belly, you don't have diarrhea or constipation or any sort of digestive issue. It could all be just happening in your brain. So sugar, gluten are the first two to go. Then the dairy, it's a big one. When gluten and dairy break down, they break down into something called exorphins. And these are like feel-good chemicals. And for a lot of people I work with, they're like, if, if there's a food, think about this, that you can't imagine giving up, like what would that be? 
The funny thing is, it's usually the food you're sensitive to because of these exorphins. So they break down, they make you feel really, really good in the moment for a little while after, but then they take you down and then you mm -hmm. feel terrible mm -hmm. and then you're prompted to eat them again. But we do know people who have um, casein antibodies have a significantly increased risk of things like schizophrenia. So if you haven't done like a 60, I'd even say 90 day trial where you eliminate gluten, dairy and sugar, definitely try it. The other one I noticed, funny story is I was a fitness trainer, like I said, and I would drink green tea during the day. And I would come home from some long days at work and I would cry at night. And I was like a, a newlywed and I, everything was good. I didn't know what was wrong. I couldn't identify the source. And then I cut out caffeine. Just a random trainer challenged me to do a week with no caffeine. And I didn't have those dips anymore. I didn't feel sad in the evening. So I think 50% of the population, you're cool with caffeine. It's going to do great things for your brain, for your ability to lose weight. I'm all about it. But for the other 50%, your body won't use it as well. And I've seen a lot of people have that crash mood-wise just from caffeine, even super healthy sources. So I would definitely look at sugar, gluten, dairy, and at least examine your relationship with caffeine. I'm not saying you have to eliminate it entirely, but if you can cut down and just do a little bit in the morning, just see what happens for you. Because for a lot of people I work with, it, it's an, a game changer. Yeah, those are great tips. Everybody who, who loves their coffee are like, oh no, she said caffeine. <laughs> but try it out. Maybe also it's a different source of, ca of caffeine, right? So if you're drinking a cheap coffee, uh, switch to an organic shade-grown coffee. Or maybe if you're drinking coffee, switch to a tea, like a green tea. Maybe it's that switch that could do the trick. Or just go seven days without it and see how you feel. And your future self might thank you for it. So I love those tips. Yeah, and the, the foods that I would focus on, it's cool because Columbia University just revealed they just looked at the most nutrient or the most mental health protective nutrients. And then they built the foods around them. And so there's three I want to talk about. The first one is clams, seafood, B12, omega-3 fatty acids. We all know that they improve mental health for sure. The minerals, like we are severely mineral deficient today. Um, minerals have hundreds of different roles in our body. So if we're not getting minerals, uh, our brain's not going to function as efficiently for sure. Second one is organ meats. No one likes to talk about it, but they're at the top of this list, okay? Even out of Columbia University, these people are not in the paleo movement, but they still know nature's multivitamins, again, a thousand times the B12, vitamin A, folate is in there, riboflavin, all of these B vitamins, everything you'd need, and minerals, okay? So, and then also the greens. Well, they did animal products, and then they, which was like a lot of giblets and goat and tuna, but then they looked at the vegetables. It was all about those leafy greens, so mm, Swiss mm. chard and romaine and spinach. And I know your keto audience, but what I always did, or what I do when I do keto, is I don't really count my greens. It's just, I do my green shake, I have my greens, but I'm not too worried about it. I don't know, your philosophy might be different than that. But if you can get organ meats, if you can get wild seafood, if you can get greens, um, you're going to do your, your mental health a lot of favors. Last thing I want to mention is that I've been experimenting with lately is vitamin C. So I just read this study on anxiety because people are having like, you know, what, 60 to 90 milligrams. That's the recommended daily allowance. But I think that's way too low for most people. And especially if you're suffering from anxiety, this study just looked at like 500 milligrams. And then they looked at the um, Beck 
depression inventory, and it showed specifically people with anxiety. It was really, really protective for more so than people with depression. But I think a lot of us, like 40 million of us, have that tendency toward anxiety. And so what I do is I either make sure that I'm having the fresh fruits and vegetables mostly vegetables probably for your listener, or we do um, a vitamin C complex made from whole foods. And you got to take vitamin C in divided doses because it only lasts about six hours in your body. So for me, it's made a world of difference in terms of anxiety and just mental performance in general. So those would be my four tips for what to focus on. Yeah, awesome. I love that. And the green leafy vegetables, I actually require seven and 10 cups a day. And I don't really count it either because First of all, you need the potassium, especially when you're depleting all of your electrolytes on the keto diet. So I love that whole list. The organ complex that you guys have, I actually, I've been taking that because I know the value of taking or consuming organ meat, but I don't really get it out here. I'm in Miami. I don't really find it and cook it. I don't want to enjoy that. So that you guys have an amazing product. Organ comp, is that called organ complex? Yeah. Yeah, Valley Oregon Complex. And I've been taking that and I've been getting all those micronutrients, macronutrients, and uh, I know that it's from a quality source, which we'll get into how you guys do it differently. So you have that. And then the vitamin C I've been taking before bed with my potassium and magnesium and my sleep has been fantastic. So I I love everything you said and I just back it up with, with my experience as well. So speaking of, of your, your products and Paleo Valley and what was like the idea that said, we're going to start a company? What, did you remember that moment that was like, we need to start a company and start cutting through this noise? How, could you share about that? Yeah. I went on tour with, luckily, Trace Anderson sent me on tour with J- Jennifer Lopez, right? So I did a world tour for seven months. And I had just had this revelation about my health. Like, oh, I can, I have control. I'm not powerless if I stick to this. But like being in two different countries in a day, always living out of a suitcase. I was in the airport. I had Chaz, my husband, bring over a suitcase of like grass-fed beef sticks, right? And I ate them thinking they were really, really perfect for my health. Um, I still, I I started to react to them. And so I kind of dug into how they were being made uh, because I I was empowered by this finding that I could, you know, and I can take charge of my health. So I kind of identified this ingredient called encapsulated citric acid, which is in pretty much every beef stick on the market because it preserves it and it's easy and it doesn't take any time. But what it's made from is GMO corn and then they coat it in hydrogenated oil and then they melt it into the beef stick, which drops the pH. And so I found out, oh man, okay, well that's not going to do. And we just spent too much time in the stores. Like what can I eat? And the list was so small that we decided, you know what, for people who are on the go, for people who are parents, for people who want this real lifestyle to be realistic, we have to go out and make these products because they're just not available. And so I don't know who just gets into the food manufacturing industry. It's not a lot of people, <laughs> but we were like, this is where the true need lies right here. Um, not only for other people, but for our family. And so that's how we, that's how we got into it. That's amazing. I love that story. You solved your problem and now you're solving millions of other people's problem, including mine. I love what you guys are doing. So Citric acid, I see that in a lot of products. And you just said that it's usually from GMO and hydrogenated oils that are melted to help control the pH balance, right? Well, you know, citric acid can be, it can be derived from a number of things in the beef sticks. If it says 
citric acid encapsulation. That would include that encapsulation is the hydrogenated oil part, but the citric acid, if you just see citric acid on a label, it's usually GMO corn because it's cheap, but it can be other things, but definitely encapsulated citric acid. That's that hydrogenated oil plus usually the GMO corn. So that's how you okay. make that. That's really good to know. What, what else? There's also natural flavors. What does that mean when we see that? Yeah, that's kind of scary. So the thing is, is just means it has to have come from an original source or like a natural source. The problem is it can include incidental additives, according to this loophole in the FDA, where uh, 50% of it can be, you know, chemicals, fillers, just things that are used to process this natural ingredient. One of my favorite stories about natural ingredient, and hey, I eat organ meats, and so I'm not hating on this, but there's an ingredient called castoreum. And it's actually derived from beaver anal glands. It's the mm. secretion from beaver, beaver anal glands. And it makes foods taste like raspberry and vanilla. And so you won't find it actually on the label because it'll be hiding under natural flavor. <laughs> but I'm just saying they're very creative. It can have a lot of chemical additives, 50%, um, up to 50%. So you never really know. And I would drink like these natural sodas sometimes with this natural flavor and I would have bad reactions, you know, in terms of my stomach, in terms of my skin. So I just like people to know that, yeah, natural flavor, I will call the company, but I'm, you know, a little more dedicated to this than most. But in terms of if you want to be safe, I would just avoid that for sure. We were, we will never use natural flavor. I love it. I love how you just, you just, you're just, you were not doing it. That's it. And you guys have high integrity. What's the difference between folic acid and folate? Mm, this is a good question. So folic acid is a synthetic form of um, vitamin B9, essentially. Okay, so there is some research to suggest that your body won't use it as efficiently as folate, which is the food form of vitamin B9. People with MTHFR, which I think is a genetic mutation, 50% of the population has, they won't be able to use these fake B vitamins in the same way, there's evidence that it can kind of interfere with the metabolism of it, of the real version. So we definitely want to be get looking, if you're going to do food, awesome. It's already going to be in the folate form. But if you're looking at taking a multivitamin, folic acid is a dead giveaway that you know what, they're not necessarily going that extra mile, as is cyanocobalamin. Again, that's the fake form of B12. You want to look for like cyanico or methylcobalamin. That's the food form. And so, yeah, there's these nuances. I think you can never recreate nature in a lab. Like no matter what science does, we still don't know the bigger picture. Just like when we thought antibiotics were the best thing in the world because we didn't yet understand the microbiome. I think there's a lot of that going on with the synergy found in foods and nutrients and the way that our body utilizes them that we just need to pay more attention to. So yeah, nature, not a lab. That's my, my system. Yeah, I love it. I, episode number one with Dr. Pompa went into antibiotics and how it was the end-all cure for everything. And he, he spoke about how it's doing more harm than good. You just touched upon that. I made a, a video that I just posted today on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, not YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram about multivitamins. And I said, hey, if you look at the, your ingredient and it has folic acid, it's a red flag that it's probably a cheap supplement. And you just verified what I said. And people don't like to hear that because they go and they check and they're like, Damn it, this says folic acid. So yeah, oh, those, 
All of them almost, yeah. Most of them do, but there are some that don't. So I love that you know this, and, and it's clear to anybody watching or listening that Autumn knows her stuff. She does the research. The company has high integrity, so it makes you feel safe. It makes you understand that they know what they're doing. So I love that, and it gives me confidence in what you're doing as well. What what about, because I know you have grass-fed beef sticks, which is my favorite one. I just The problem with me is that when I get too many at once, I just want to go stick to stick to stick to stick, and I use it as a meal, and I'm like, oh, that's not supposed to be a meal. Um, what's the difference? What's the difference between grass-fed cows or the others that are out there? Ooh, I love this question, and by the way, my record is six. I've eaten six, <laughs> six in a row. I'm definitely not telling people to do that. Not ideal, but that is sometimes what life comes to. Okay, so when it comes to, this is something our company is very, very passionate about because we have Paleo Valley. We also have a baby company called Wild Pastures. So when it comes to the difference between conventional animals and grass-fed animals, there's a lot of different flavors in between, but I'm just going to take those two camps right first. So conventional animals, you know, they do start on grass and then they're finished on grain, okay? GMO grain. And they're often, you know, treated with antibiotics because you know cows will do well on grain for a while but the longer they're on they're more likely they are to get sick okay so they have hormones too they're obviously heavily exposed to pesticides because they're eating gmo corn and soy most of the time uh not only that but then there's the humane aspects they're standing in their own manure they don't have a lot of space they're not roaming around living there you know expressing their cowness as uh, Joel Salatin would say. And then in terms of environmental, it's a very polluted system that they're, that we're working with. And it's polluting the groundwater and it's leading to a number of devastating environmental consequences. The air quality, people who live around factory farms have are more likely to have asthma. Yeah, basically. So we all know that. We've seen the pictures. Conventional animals, I, I, in my humble opinion, do not live the life that I would love to see them live. By contrast, you go over here and you have grass-fed animals and they're just roaming on pasture from the minute they're born until uh, that one bad day. And basically they're they're living a great life and they're happy and they're not receiving antibiotics or hormones. They're not being exposed to pesticides and their products are a reflection of that. So there's higher nutrient levels, a better fatty acid profile. I'm not going to say there's a ton of omega-3s in beef in general. I know that's not true. But what I do know is the balance is there. The omega-3s are higher in number, omega-6s are lower, and, and that's a really big piece of the puzzle. Also, antioxidant levels are higher across the board, vitamin A, vitamin E, um, mineral content, you're going to, it's its hit or miss. It depends on kind of where they're grown. But another thing I like you to know is there's a lot of flavors of grass fed. So you think it's not a regulated term. It can be people who are maybe a little deceptive can say, yeah, my cows who were finished on grain started their life on grass. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to label them as grass fed. Yeah. And there's no one really coming in and policing that at the moment. Now, if you see hundred percent grass fed, that's better. There is a little bit of um, regulation around that term. That just means from life to death, they were fed grass. But the last piece of the puzzle I like to highlight is grass-fed farmers can use a number of different grazing styles. They can have them grazing on one part of pasture pretty much the whole time. This is called continuous grazing. That's not ideal. Even though it's grass-fed, finished, uh, it's not ideal because it can still degrade the environment. Mm. Whereas there's this process called rotational grazing, 
and they mimic nature. So in nature, cows, ruminants, they'll eat in a place for a while and then they'll move on because they got to go and find other nutrients. They have to let the grass be restored and grow again. And so what a lot of really forward thinking, regenerative farmers and ranchers are doing is they mimic that process with fencing. They just force them to move about every three days and that stimulates really rapid grass growth. They're always getting new pasture. Their manure is actually fertilizing the soil. And so there's this synergy that happens. Two farms I know of have actually published research around this, that when you raise animals in this, they call it AMP grazing method, rotational grazing, that carbon is sequestered because grass acts like a straw and sucks carbon out of the atmosphere, traps it underground, and it builds topsoil. And we've been talking a little bit about minerals specifically, but if the minerals are in our soil, which they're not because it's estimated we have about 60 years of topsoil left, the minerals definitely aren't in our plants. They're definitely not in the animals that eat our plants. Therefore, they're not in our food. And so for me, like really being conscious of not only grass-fed and grass-finished, but also farmers who are using these regenerative agricultural practices is uh, a game changer because we're not only addressing our health right now, but we're addressing the health of basically the earth's microbiome and the health of our future generations. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. There's, there's different levels to to this and you're, you're speaking about the highest level, which is Grass-fed, grass-finished, and they're doing it the right way where they're taking care of nature the way that it's meant to be. There's so many issues with with eating caged animals, eating these grain-fed cows. Not only is it just terrible that they live this awful life, but the antibiotics that are pumped into them, when we consume that, even if you're keto, when you consume these grain-fed animals, that those antibiotics go into your body and they get stored into your fat tissue, and it'll cause you to gain weight on the keto diet. And you're f- wondering, why am I not losing weight? I'm doing keto, I'm eating all the, or even carnivore, I'm doing carnivore. But if you're eating the wrong types, so quality does matter. Can you share a little bit about the farm that you use with your products and what they do? I know, I'm imagining they do the highest level, which you spoke about. Could you talk about them? Yeah. And we source like our gold wild pastures is to be bio um, specific, bio region specific. And so we don't want you just to come just get from us. And we're going to like, we're going to get a huge carbon footprint, just traveling that beef, beef to you. We actually want it to be in everyone's bio region. So we have a number of different ranches, but yes, they're using these rotational grazing practices. And like I said, they're going from part of the pasture and then moving them every three days or, you know, everyone varies a little bit differently, but, um, happy cows just moving around lush grass pastures if you see the before and after pictures you won't even believe it it goes from like i've had a number of people go from conventional agriculture over to these regenerative practices and it's night and day there's just lush the the biodiversity is incredible there's like a hundred and different kinds of plant species on these new regenerative farms whereas you'll go to like corn and soy farms and there's just you know monocultures there's just a few different species and when we're looking at factory farms, obviously, there's there's just not diversity there. Mm-hmm. So also this has to do with chickens too. When you're, you can have all of them, cows are here and they're going around, the chickens come up behind them and um, everyone plays their little part. The chickens are kind of like spreading the manure around and they're getting some parasites and stuff out of there. And 
eating the insects. Every animal kind of plays its part in this really, really well-managed system. And it's, it's truly remarkable. I'd love to post some pictures uh, from our farms if that'd be of interest to your listeners because it really is. It's, it's like mind-blowing when you see it. Yeah, if you have a link for that, send it to me and I'll put it in the notes for them to check it out. So obviously my listeners know that I'm on board with what you guys are doing. Uh, I've been using your products. I'm an affiliate for you guys. So if you guys are interested in trying their products out, which I highly recommend, I'm going to put a link for them in the notes. So if you're watching it on YouTube, it's down below. If you're watching it or you're listening on the podcast, it's in the notes. And there's a 10% code, which is KetoCamp10. You get 10% off of your products. And you could see and hear that Autumn and Paleo Valley, they're doing things at high integrity. So I want I have a few more questions for you. Why is it your goal, or at least when I was watching one of your interviews, was to not be in retail stores? Ooh, this is so good. Because our goal is for consumers to be able to afford it. Like, I know it can get overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, well, now I don't only need it like grass-fed, but I need a grass finish. I need it, you know rotationally grazed all of these things and i think sometimes when it's too much people just shut down they don't know what to do but if we don't go into retail we don't pay the extra costs associated with retail which are very extensive and so we've chosen not even to go that route because we are able to offer consumers a far more reasonably priced product where still without cutting any sort of corners at all so it just allows us to keep that integrity high allows us to spread um, more of the high quality food that we think everyone deserves around we just we our ultimate goal is to make it accessible retail sometimes does the opposite and we just yeah. we i think every time you go into retail you see these companies being acquired and what they have to do in order to make it happen make it work in retail is cut corners they're constantly looking for ways to increase that profit margin because retail is expensive but we don't have to do that because we're not in retail I love it. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of companies that I used to buy and trust and I see them changing the green here, add some vegetable oil. And I'm wondering, you know, they they're doing it because it's increasing their profits, but it's not it's not for our best interest or at least not our health. So I love that. And and that's a great goal to have. I uh, briefly want to discuss what impact have you seen with with maybe customers who have bought your products and they have children and their kids were just out of control. They were labeled at, as ADD or whatever label they were put on them. And they were being fed a lot of sugary snacks. And then they switched over to paleo snacks. Have you heard any stories, and I'm sure you have, of, of what it did to the health of those children and their behavior? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm very concerned about ADHD for our children because it's overly medicated in my humble opinion and there are consequences. So yeah, it's something we've done a lot of research around and a lot of education around. And so yeah, I have moms all the time read in and say or write in and say that they basically, I just have them change breakfast. Just change breakfast. That's my first step. And just do a protein heavy, fat heavy. You can use, um, if you're into the European thing. We can use like a, a beef stick omelet. You can just do an omelet. You can do a smoothie with a healthy amount of protein, very little fruit. I don't like to, um, just keeping that blood sugar stable using high quality ingredients. If you send them off to school that way, versus, okay, I'm gonna have some cheesy crackers or some oatmeal or even these like healthy foods, like these carb heavy foods, or maybe like some of that yogurt they give to kids. Oh my gosh, it's devastating. That has as much sugar as a candy bar. Yeah, kids are able to focus better. Kids are able to uh, calm down. 
I've seen a lot less tantrums in my own little boy and in the people I work with too. So, and, and there's nothing better than that. Giving your child the ability to focus, to be calm and to not um, lose it <laughs> every time small things happen is truly a game changer for people I work with. And many, many moms have written in and said that they're so grateful for our products because of that. And it goes beyond breakfast, obviously. Just having that protein and fat-centric snack for your kids is uh, really, really valuable. I love that. Yeah. So parents, if you, if you're listening to this, just make that switch, you know, change the, and then it, it tastes good. It's not like you're forcing broccoli down their throat. These are delicious products. I'm actually, I just got uh, inspired to buy some uh, Paleo Valley um, beef sticks and other products and send it to my niece and nephew in San Antonio because of that. I want them to have healthier snacks. So I'm going to do that. And you just inspired me. So thank you. Yeah, can I tell one other tip that I found really useful for parents? And that's vitamin C. So if any kid has attentional issues, we know that vitamin C kind of acts like a, a natural um, Adderall. It just helps people focus. And so I do a, like a little tonic with my son every morning. I just give him like two of the capsules. You can do this with food-based vitamin C too. And he just drinks it. He calls it his wellness tonic. And I have noticed when he goes to school and he has enough vitamin C, he's definitely, his teachers will tell me he's better able to focus. And he just feels good, I've noticed. So I love hopefully it. that's helpful. Yeah, that is helpful. So speaking of your son, you, your son's name is Maverick, correct? Yes. I, I love that name. And I heard you say you have a goal to watch your son turn 90 years old. <laughs> yes. And I think I'm going to do it. My husband and I also have this contract, like let's live to 120 together. So we're all these steps we have to take. Yeah, that's my goal. I want to be here for as much of his life as possible. I love that goal. I believe we were designed to live to 120. Disease-free, healthy, vibrant. So, you know, if, if you follow that pattern, you, you're for sure. I believe that you will get there and that's a worthy goal to have. So I love that. That's the first time I heard that and I might adopt it myself when I have children. Um, okay. What are you most excited about at this very moment? Oh, gosh. Most excited about right now is I'm, other than what we're creating with our products and wild pastures, obviously thrilled about that. I'm really excited about learning more about vitamin C and its potential for mental health. I want to go back to school and get my doctorate. I want my dissertation to be on that and its protective benefits and whole food versus ascorbic acid. So for some reason, because vitamin C has been so game changing for me, I've been reading book after book on it. And that's as nerdy as it sounds. That's what I'm really excited about because I think people are getting not enough and it can change your health in a myriad of ways. And so I'm just excited about educating around that topic right now. Yeah, I love that. I'm a nerd just like you. Uh, what, what's the difference between ascorbic acid and uh, a whole complex vitamin C? Well, a lot. Like people would be shocked to know that most uh, vitamin C, if you turn the label around, you see ascorbic acid on the label. That's synthetic, usually made from GMO corn, which is interesting because corn's not a great source of vitamin C. And then from China, and then obviously process as cheaply as possible using volatile acids, okay? So that's why I wanted to create a product that wasn't that because vitamin C has a number of bioflavonoids and cofactors and enzymes that works together like a complex. So there was a man who actually discovered hyaluronic acid, which hexaronic acid became vitamin C. And he found in his research that ascorbic acid, which is just the antioxidant outer shell, wouldn't cure scurvy in the way that whole food vitamin C 
would. Okay. So there's a difference. And now I will never say that ascorbic acid does not have benefits because if you have cancer, if you have heart disease, if you have whooping cough, there are a lot of practitioners out there using high dose intravenous ascorbic acid with great benefits. And I'll never take that away from it. That's great. But from preventative use, uh, from getting the most bang for your buck and for, you know, potentially getting those side benefits that, that I don't even think we're aware of yet. I always like to do whole food vitamin C, which is the full complex rather than just the antioxidant outer shell of ascorbic acid. Yeah, that's helpful. I, I can't wait to hear more about you, you know, your research and please share with me. Maybe when you come back, you could share what you learned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you grateful for right now? Oh my goodness. Oh, everything in my life. I just feel so blessed in so many ways. Grateful for right now, watching my little guy turn into a little man. It's really, really amazing. I'm just grateful for the process of seeing him go from someone who's so helpless and to someone who is like teaching me things on a, on a daily basis. I just think that whole process is, is beautiful and feeling like I have some small part in facilitating a more graceful <laughs> development. I'm grateful for my knowledge of the connections between diet and health and mental health that uh, my parents didn't have to. So all of that. That's beautiful. I love that. What is your definition of perfect health? Ooh, great question. Perfect health would be health that you wake up and you are vibrant and you are excited and you are full of joy and you are not constantly worrying about how to attain health. Like you have all the energy and all the enthusiasm to do everything you've ever wanted to do. And you're not focused on one certain aspect of it. Like uh, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to be less tired. I just feel good in my body and in my mind. That's my idea. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds pretty damn good to me. Where can, where can my listeners and my viewers um, go to get more information about what you're up to? Come on over to paleovalley.com, also wildpastures.com, always a great place. We have social media, we have Facebook profile for Paleo Valley and um, also Wild Pastures. And also I have like a practitioner, Autumn Smith Wellness, that's more geared towards working with people and things like that. On Instagram, we have Paleo Valley and you can always reach out to me directly, autumn at paleovalley.com, A-U-T-U-M-N. If anything I said, hurt, offended, annoyed, I like all feedback. So just uh, let me know. <laughs> yes, and I'll put all the links she, she mentioned down in the notes below. Autumn, this has been a lot of fun. I, I want to acknowledge you and your your husband and your brother-in-law and just the whole team at Paleo Valley and what you guys are doing because very it has high integrity. It's very different than what most companies are doing. And I respect that and resonate with that so much, which is why I'm on, on board with you guys and why I use your products and why I'm having you on the show because you do it at a level that other companies don't do because like you mentioned, there's different levels. So even if you think a company is doing good things, they might be at this level, but I see you guys up here and you're not cutting any corners. You're standing by your integrity and you're doing it for the health of humanity, not just people, but the environment. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing in the world. And I look forward to seeing those 100 million lives change because of what you're doing. Well, thank you for being aware of all of our efforts and for giving us a platform to share them with other people. We couldn't be more grateful for your support. And um, yeah, thank you for letting me be here. We're really excited to see where else this company goes to. But yeah, we're never changing our standards. So thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. I love it. Talk to you soon, Autumn. Thank you so much.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Autumn Smith. She's awesome. You, you get her energy is amazing. Her story is incredible. The mission of Paleo Valley is a respectable mission to cut through all that noise, all that BS in the nutritional space that's set up for us to fail. We have scientists that are literally the smartest people in the world that are creating these toxic foods that are trying to confuse us. So what they're doing is very admirable. Go ahead and support them because not only are you going to support a company who's doing it the right way, you're going to support, you're, you're going to enjoy the foods and it's going to help you with your keto results and with your fasting results and with your health. Uh, it tastes delicious. So if you haven't tried Paleo Valley, I highly recommend you go over to paleovalley.com and enter Keto Camp 10 to get 10% off of your orders. My favorite is the beef jerky. Uh, I could just go through several of them at a time. I got to stop myself and uh, from eating too many of them. I want to spread them out and, and make them last. So go ahead and check out Autumn Smith. If I'm going to put all the notes of this episode in the notes section of this episode. We have a full-time person who gets all the links, all the information, everything we spoke about, and we put it in the notes. So go ahead and explore that. Go check out Paleo Valley. Go check out Autumn and go ahead and get your Paleo Valley on by using your coupon code KETOCAMP10. Please rate and re review the Keto Camp podcast if you haven't done so on iTunes. It makes a big difference for us podcast producers. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on your Instagram story or Instagram profile. My handle is at TheBenazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. And you could, I would tag you back and I would share your profile with my audience and we'll get some people following you back. If you haven't gotten my Keto Kick Start Guide, it's a four-step approach to burning fat instead of sugar and you could get that for free over at www.ketokickstartguide.com to get that guide for free subscribe to the keto camp youtube channel at youtube.com slash keto camp camp with the k and if we're not connected on social media be sure to look up benazadi on facebook on instagram and all platforms linkedin and all that good stuff i'd love to connect with you Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. It means so much to me. It means so much to Autumn and all my guests. Thank you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day and you will hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.